box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Welcome to Box Cutters, episode one. Box Cutters is a show where we talk about TV. And you listen to us talking about TV. I'm Josh Canal. We've got Ross McQueen. Hi, how are you doing? Brett Cropley. Evening, viewers. Now, this is uh, episode one of Box Cutters. Take you through a rundown of, of the show. We talk about television. We talk about television that's on at the moment. We talk about great television from yesteryear. Because I like the term yesteryear. And for no other reason. Uh, we have a look at ads. We have a look at news and current affairs. We have a look at things that are coming up on television. So, uh, interesting stories from the world of television. And uh, we also look at things that people might not have access to. Stuff that's coming up in your box. Yes. We're going to use the word box a lot is uh, another important part of this show. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, things that you can download from the internet. We'll be talking about... Mm -hmm. Uh, shows that are on cable. We'll be talking about the wonderful world of television that maybe you're not entirely across. Now, because this is going out so around the world as a podcast, we should point out that... I like to uh, think of it as radio on the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is very uh, specific and pertaining to Melbourne and surrounds. So, uh, if you're in San Francisco, you're not going to be seeing uh, Blue Healers on Tuesday. No. Uh However, if you are in San Francisco, mm. more luck to you. I was just there. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. And we're off topic already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't take very long. Didn't take very long at all. But yes, it is very Melbourne specific uh, and also generally Australia specific. Yeah. Uh, and then once we get on to rugby and AFL, it's, it's going to all fall to bits. But yeah, because yeah, the three of us are so likely to start talking about rugby and AFL. Oh, my God, there goes 20 minutes of content. <laughs> I know. How are we going to fill the rest of the show? Let's talk about more to, of uh, They may be able to do the quiz, though, despite the fact that they're a long way away. Yes. Yes, we will every week, except for this week, have a quiz. We thought there wouldn't be a quiz this week because we'd let you kind of just ease into the show. We didn't want to start competition between the listeners so early. We want to bring in the love and then in the future... We'll bring in the, uh, the the violent competition. There may be, there may be in the future, mm-hmm. prizes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Real actual prizes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It might be stuff from my cupboard. It might be something that Channel 7 sent me ages ago. Excellent. Uh, one of those things was a 24 uh, rain jacket that uh, says on the back... Uh, uh, what, what, what does he work for? Oh, CTU. CTU, yeah. Counterterrorism Unit. So I can walk around looking like I'm a member of the Counterterrorism Unit. I've never worn that in my <laughs> life. And if we run out of stuff, we can go ride Jim Shambri's wardrobe. Yeah, he's got <laughs> heaps of stuff, particularly hats. And he uses it. That's the great thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he loves wearing it. Mm. So uh, let's get started. Uh, what we're going to ask for from the listeners... Or the listener, or my mum, who you know, <laughs> this might be her excuse to uh, to start learning how to download stuff from the internet. Let's find out. What we want to know is what you've been interested in in television from now, from yesteryear. Maybe you've heard a rumor. Maybe you're just really, really, really angry about something. Email us. Yes. Theboxcutters at gmail.com. 
we'll say that email address throughout the uh, the, the show. You'll see it everywhere. We'll, we'll get Kevin Rose to uh, tell the rest of them about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing. We're really good friends with Kevin Rose and Alan Albrecht. Oh, so, like that. Oh, except that? his name's Alex, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And I've just called him Alan. Wow, he's really going to punch me next time I see him. Yeah. So, uh, I think uh, we'll, for this week, we're just going to look at what viewers elsewhere and not listeners to this particular program, because there haven't been any thus far, have been interested in. And uh, we'll take a letter out of the green card. Shall we go to the, uh, the Your Comments uh, area of the show, Brad. Absolutely. Let's go to it now. Box One of the letters in today's Green Guide, and I say today because it is Thursday the 8th of September that we're recording this, God knows when you're going to download it. That's the beauty of radio on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's around forever. It is around forever or until we exceed our download limits. Is that how it works? I don't know how it works. I have no limits. Oh, really? <laughs> limits used to be this uh, biscuit that you'd eat on dieting. Yes. And we're off topic Like twice. the rive Could you make little... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little <laughs> worms little with your bedroom. <laughs> MDA. MDA, too close for comfort, is a letter in the Green Guide from Philip Rock of Berwick. Yeah. Philip Rock of Berwick. I really almost said mm-hmm. Berwick because I'm so used to saying it just to piss people from <laughs> Berwick off. And he's asking, maybe is MDA not a popular show because it's a little bit too real? Ross, have you watched any of MDA? I can't say I'm a big fan, but my wife, I know, is a particularly big fan of MDA. And um, yeah, she says it's great, but... Uh, I think the uh, limited uh, financial budget at the ABC causes it to look a little cardboard from what I've seen of it. It's all about medical administrators, isn't it? It's actually about uh, medical... It's the it's Medical Defence Australia is what MDA stands for. Okay. And it's about the lawyers who defend doctors against uh, suits. Uh, and essentially, that's all the show is. Uh-huh. I've never really... I've never really sat down and watched a whole episode, and not because I thought it was too real, but because I thought it was a little bit boring. I mean, that's <laughs> that's is it, really is what it all it comes just courtroom drama? Is it is it about is it a little bit kind of law and order out there? Dong 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 dong. This doctor is <laughs> <laughs> killed killed his third patient this week, and uh, he's being sued. That's sounding a little too exciting for. Dong, 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 dong. Yeah, that's the MDA I've seen. Yeah, well, see, there are things like that case in Queensland at the moment where uh, that crazy, crazy doctor just killed too many patients. I think his name's and actually Dr. Death, isn't it? It is now. Hey. You mean uh, that wasn't his real name? I, no. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a coincidence, wouldn't it? <laughs> you wouldn't be going to see Dr. Death. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and see Dr. Death. <laughs> I wouldn't go and see Dr. Death in the same way that I wouldn't go and see... Doctor always wears a glove. <laughs> There's just I've got two fingers for you. <laughs> so, so we have big cases like that, mm-hmm. and it's not big cases like that every week on MDA, which is great because that's you know often the problem with blue healers is that they have too much excitement going on in this tiny, tiny, tiny little town. So maybe in that way, it's a little bit too realistic. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe. Philip Rock of Berwick is right, because the thing about 
realism on television is that it's boring. Well, look at Big Brother. Well, yeah, you don't you don't put real life situations into drama because that's you know what then you get dramatizations and that's what they feel shows like a current affair with or <laughs> Crime Stoppers. You know, True. Crime Stoppers is a dramatization. Of something that happened in real life. Although, as we look at the the letters page of the Green Guide, um, the bill used to actually be fairly much a straightforward cop drama. It was only about the cops. Uh, any of their private lives didn't come into it at all. I'm talking kind of early 90s. And now it's right. just soap and, and it's as though they're not cops at all. And The bill's lost it. <laughs> but people have been angry about this for ages. About the bill? Or, yes. Yes. Yes, people. Yeah. I, I remember... Was it DCI Burnside? Mm-hmm. Who DI Burnside? DI DI Burnside. See, it's, uh, I just knew the theme. The theme song was great. Uh, DI Burnside left the bill. Yep. And there were letters into the Green Guide then saying, "Oh, the bill is ruined. I'm never going to watch the bill again." Oh, Burnside. Oh, he was so great. He I was. don't like this new guy, Sideburns. Like <laughs> all the letters in the Green Guide were like that, and yet. All the people who said they're not going to watch the bill anymore still do watch the bill. And what I want to know, Ross, Brett, yes. is why do people feel compelled to write in when they just think a show is shit? Maybe it'll get somebody to fix it. Plus also, what, uh, what do you think is the average age of the Green Guard letter writer? Well, see, that's a, <laughs> that's another thing. I've I've often wondered about whether or not I should become a Green Guide letter writer. And during this week, one of us did become a Green Guide letter writer. I did actually. I'd been tempted about a year ago because of the the, the shoddy treatment that uh, Hill Street Blues was getting from Channel Seven in there uh, as they were playing that uh, midnight on Wednesday nights, I think. Um, and then it just disappeared. These are, you know, 20-year-old repeats yeah, of Hill Street yeah, Blues. it was a gorgeous... It was, <laughs> Not, uh, it was a Hill beautiful Blues, series. Next Generation. Anything no, like that. no, no. But you didn't need the Next Generation. It was great <laughs> looking at, at, at uh, you know, these, these kind of messy cops. Renko. Trying to look like they're in Chicago <laughs> when they're shooting in LA. and <laughs> Got those big heavy leather, heavy leather jackets on and all that. Um, but, but no, it was, it was prime. And it was uh, Stephen Bochco, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was one of the early, early Stephen Bochco productions who has done NYPD Blue. It's a fantastic quality series. And and Channel 7, at one point, they they double played two episodes in a row. So so you had two screenings of the same episode over two weeks. And then the same thing happened with the next episode. In case you missed last week. And then they got out of order. They actually went forward an episode and then went back an episode. So I was I was livid and I was going to write a letter to the Green Guy. And what stopped you? Ah, apathy probably. But then, but then a couple of weeks I got uh, a letter into the mainstream part of the paper, just on the in another thing and another thing. Right. Um, And I was I was encouraged, and I thought, and I was sitting there the other day listening to. I should just say Tracy Kiro. Just, just <laughs> say, just say Tracy Kiro. You know, it's an opinion. 
You're allowed to voice an opinion. And, uh, or maybe and, not, which is maybe why the Green Guard didn't print your letter. And her taking calls from the shut-ins uh, asking for songs that uh, they don't hear enough on Gold 104, <laughs> which um, they'd, they'd play. And then Tracy would come in and start talking over the song around about a minute into it and talk to the next caller. And she was raving on about, about how fantastic it was to have a, a mono triple play, which was just nuts. So, so as I was going, as I was being put through that i was actually writing the letter because i was really pissed off um sent it in didn't get there right maybe that's because it was about radio and quite frankly radio <laughs> unless it's on the internet boring <laughs> there's some great radio <laughs> have, you, have you listened to vega i haven't had a, i have had a i have listened to vega and anyway, if we can go this is the box this is the box we're not we're not really talking about it but <laughs> but i you know or what? viagra i listen i listen to vega which is the new nova for adults Daily station. Mail Group for uh, those in the UK. DMG Radio have, uh, have bought another licence here. And Sean McAuliffe, who is an excellent, excellent TV presenter, is kind of put in a serious role. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about uh, McAuliffe was his TV shows were just so outrageous and hilarious. None of that's coming across on radio. And maybe that's not the role that he's supposed to take. But uh, the the problem is... Yeah, he has interesting things to say, mm. and he's quite an intelligent person with, with uh, you know, a, a lot of thoughts about the world, and then they'll play Billy Joel. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's what LO's becoming. Yeah, well, you know, it's all, it's all becoming that. Yeah, freaking John Fain's going through playing Beatles all for the next six weeks, I think, because he's got this competition about the listeners sending in their top ten greatest Beatles hits, and if it if it matches his great top ten list, then they win, I, I think, a, a book voucher for an ABC show. Which is maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring this back to television now, because mm. <laughs> it is box cutters. Box cutters. Box. <laughs> and that was my own little sting, I just made that one. Did you like it? That's nice. We'll be using that next week. Box cutters. And you are going to use that, aren't you? Yeah. You freak. Uh, The thing about radio versus television is that radio presenters do get to run their own show quite a lot. Uh, A lot of what happens on the show is actually their own... Because it's, it's going out live. Apart from Barry the Monkey at Triple M. Apart from Barry the Monkey at Triple M. And can we talk about those ads when we do the uh, advertisement section? Yep. So, so they do get to, to do that on, on these shows, on Three Alone, on, on Vega. And maybe there isn't enough control. So one of the things about television that's often talked about is there's too much control. And uh, that's something that we'll be looking at in the coming weeks. Because I have nothing prepared. Shall we uh, have a look at some news? Uh, some news, TV news? TV news. Is that an idea for a second? Yeah. Okay. Right after this. We mentioned... Bl- Boxer. <sighs> Where is your pause <laughs> finger? Your pause finger My wasn't in the box pause, cutters. It was in the box. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Blue Healers in the last segment, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I just tried to get the idea of Blue Healers into your minds. Did you like that? Blue Healers, for those uh, who aren't around Australia, is a locally produced uh, cop drama set in a country town. Is that fair enough? Yeah. 
And yep, uh, of the three cop shows we've talked about so far, it's easily the worst theme. Oh, yeah, terrible theme song. How's the theme go? But it's like a banjo or something. Yeah, yeah, banjo theme. It's because they're in the country. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have like a banjo or it's maybe a plucked acoustic guitar. So it's not a million miles away from all Aussie adventures, is it? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not a million miles. It's actually very similar to all Aussie adventures, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have anybody singing. I think that's the big difference. Mm. So Blue Healers, a cop show set in the country, as you said, Brett, uh, set in the town of Mount Thomas. Which has one of the biggest crime rates in the world. Well, see, this is the thing about Blue Healers is every week there has to be some kind of ridiculous crime. And there is kidnapping and drug smuggling and, uh, you know, uh, plumbing manipulation. (laughs) And basically anything that they can think of. They put into Blue Healers. Although not involving anything with high hills or cliffs because they shoot it out in Williamstown and there are no high hills or cliffs out there. So everything no. has to be flat. Everything has to be flat. You can go down a small hill. Was that high heels or high hills? <laughs> high hills. Hills. <laughs> I-, I thought you said high heels as well. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, yes, because, you know, cops don't wear high heels unless they're coming around to a buck's night. There's... So, so that's the basic idea. And Blue Healers has been running since 1994, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody, please correct me. Send us an email, theboxcutters at gmail.com, yes. and correct me. But I believe Blue Healers has been running since 1994, which means it's had a fairly, fairly good run. Mm-hmm. Melbourne and production out of uh, Dorcas Street. Dorcas Street. And it is Channel 7 production. Uh, and one of the one of the few remaining, uh, oh no, it's it's not a Channel Seven production. Sorry, I'm getting that confused with All Saints. All Saints is a Channel Seven production. This is Southern Star, mm-hmm. isn't and it? yeah, Blue Healers is a Southern Star production. Uh, you know what? Eleven years is a is a good age for a dog. <laughs> for a Blue Healer. For a Blue Healer, <laughs> it's a good age, mm-hmm. and it might be time to put it down. And Last Sunday in the Herald Sun, which is a Melbourne newspaper, uh, there was an article about Blue Healers uh, suggesting that it might get the chop from Channel 7 or might just not get renewed for next year. Uh, And Blue Healers staff saying, no, we're working very hard and we're going all the way through to October and we don't care what's happening. We're planning shows for next year, which of course they have to in case it doesn't get cut. Mm -hmm. But... Sorry, go on, Brett. Well, I, I, I heard somebody talking last night about if that goes, then Neighbours will be the only regular production happening in Melbourne of Tally. I'm not sure. Yes. I, I assume that Last Man Standing probably won't be renewed. Last Man Standing, it has just been announced that it's not renewed. Mm-hmm. So, And, of course, well, Deal or No Deal. Which I'm is sure that had drama. nothing to do with the way that Channel 7 handled it. No, 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 nothing, nothing at all. No. Nothing at all. And in fact, there are a couple of letters in the green gut. If we can go back to the last segment, can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> there are a few letters in the green gut this week about, uh, about Last Man Standing and uh, how everybody seems to be watching it, but how come that's not uh, reflected in the figures and why are Channel 7 treating it the way that they're treating it? To be fair, they're also treating All Saints in that same way. Uh, everything takes... Uh, take second place to Dancing with the Stars now at Channel 7. Was that what happened? Because yeah. I, had, I hadn't updated my, uh, my videotape programming 
And so I got the end of Dancing with the Stars and All Saints. And right. then like five minutes of... Of Last Man last Standing. Last Man Standing. Yep. Screwed over. But yeah, uh, you and Bennett was, uh, uh, was on the radio this morning talking about uh, Last Man Standing being cut. And maybe we can... Uh, maybe we'll see if we can get Marie Cardi in, hmm. the creator of Last Man Standing. Yep. See if we can get her in for next week to uh, talk about her experience with adult drama in Australia. That was a um, co-production with New Zealand, wasn't it? I believe it did quite well over there. So, do you think... Is that why they had to have the, the token... The, yeah, narrow oh, princess. <laughs> yep. I was wondering about that. Because that didn't um, seem to fit at all. No, but it was shown over there because it was completed quite a long time ago. And so, it was shown over there, I think, maybe late last year. And I think it did very well. Well, at least they, uh, they completed it and, uh, and had all the episodes so that they could show it all the way through. So Channel 7 could just go, right, well, we've got it, and it's a filler, so we may as well. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they would have pulled it off after three seasons. Yep, Sorry, three episodes, episodes, which they've done to so many, so many shows, except for Blue Healers, which has lasted 11 years. And Well, that started out back in the days before they got the ratings the next day. Yeah, well, that's true. And that's really... I mean, but also because of that, we ended up with shows like Hey Dad, <laughs> so there are good things and bad things about ratings coming out. The early the hate dad day. was okay. Bob Morrison, on the other hand, and all together now, <sighs> you know, hate dad was a was a gem compared to those. Isn't uh, isn't that in the top ten longest running sitcoms of all time? Hey dad, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Hey dad oh used to God. be in its at its time. It was the longest running sitcom. Uh, and has are we talking Australia or the world? The, no, world. the world, no way. <laughs> And has since been uh, replaced by Everybody Loves Raymond, I think. Has Everybody Loves Raymond done that much? Uh, it I would have been replaced have. by Simpsons. Simpsons mm. is going after the uh, Simpsons uh, all time. Simpsons is ridiculous. Mm. Simpsons is ridiculous with how long it's been going on for. And, uh, and how they seem to show the same episodes over and over <laughs> and over again. That's just Channel 10. No, it's also Fox 8. Uh, well, that's They're, what you pay for. You, you just pay for repeats. Well, yeah, that's true. But and I still love them. I still love them. You're a bitch. So Blue Healers might not come back next year. Mm. And yeah, we might have no Melbourne productions other than Neighbours next year. Is that actually saying something about the state of Australian audiences? Is it saying something about the state of Australian productions? Is it, something, is it saying something about uh, the state of Australian networks? You've got three things. Which are they? I Ross, think. someone, one of you speak. <laughs> I think I think the networks they they just they they can't have any faith in anything anymore. But why? Where does that come from? The dollars. Yeah, but you know, Blue Healers has made a lot of money for Channel Seven, and they have one bad season. And yes, they've tried to revamp it, and you know, Channel Seven were in the unfortunate situation of having. Always greener, not go ahead, mm-hmm. uh, because that wasn't making nearly enough money. All Saints losing audience and Blue Healers losing audience. Blue Healers has gone through, I think, two revamps in the last four years. All Saints has gone through one. It was a massive one, but it has fixed the show up considerably. Uh, Always greener, they just never gave it a chance at all, which is fair enough because it was shit house. <laughs> Uh, but why would they not go, all right, Blue Healers, you've got uh, 
you've got this chance to put together a proposal for a complete revamp rather than, you know, try to do what you've been doing, which is just organically moving some cast in and some cast out. Wow us with something. So I think what they need to do and, and what they're getting knocked out by is they don't have phone voting, which you do call <laughs> the reality TV. And I did want to jump onto this because any, basically I take it, I take phone and SMS voting as an indication that that uh, anything on the TV is a piece of shit, basically. Um, it's not real TV. They've put it on because it's cheap and it actually makes some money through what through the people voting for it. It doesn't so, make that so much money. Was, the voti- the it voting, makes them enough. The voting doesn't make that much money. Unless you're looking at Hot Dogs' uh, <laughs> up-late quiz show, which is just dire. Oh, my God. That, that thing. Oh. Um, but... But, you know, Dancing with the Stars, uh, Australian Idol, Big Brother, what are your other voting shows? Um, the, the Mole. Uh, Doesn't make them that much money. I'll get the, I'll get the figures because a friend of mine is into but the I reckon whole... But I reckon it counts. I reckon it comes in on the bottom line. And if these soapies had... That shit else. If these soapies had... Uh, Brett Cropley. <laughs> if these soapies had some form of uh, some of that, then they would be fine. Well, let's not call them soapies because that's demeaning. Let's call them Australian drama. Uh, how could you introduce a phone pole into <laughs> Blue Healers? <laughs> oh, oh, there are ways. <laughs> there are ways. Remember when Blue Healers even tried that thing that the Bill did and that ER did, which was the live episode. And when ER did it, it had so much emotion and and so much effort put into it. And when Blue Healers did it, it just looked shit house. Why does that happen? There are things that that could be done. Australia was born on live television drama. Mm-hmm. That's you know that's happened before Federation. Federation for those uh, who aren't Australian happened in nineteen oh one. Though how much? But there know. wasn't a lot of TV around then. <laughs> What sort of budget difference do you think there would be between Blue Healers and an ER? For example, when they did the live episodes, I mean, Blue Healers would have been probably a hundredth of the budget of ER for that night. Well, no, Blue Healers has about a tenth of the budget of ER. Uh, you're looking at about $4 million versus $400,000 mm-hmm. as, a, as a base. But um, probably dramatically different for the live episode, though, I would imagine. I don't know. Would it be more expensive? There's no editing. <laughs> so, take your editing costs out of that. But also production values. Do we have enough decent crew to be able to do it? And to be able to have that many different kind of sets going on and, and a different iteration of the crews for each of those sets. Well, controversial. I'm asking, I'm asking which the is, question. Which is fair enough. Email yeah, us. Our, our market's not that big. The box we don't cutters, have that many people that are working in it because it's been cut back and cut back but the people we at have least the last 10 years. A quality. We have, I mean, that's why we have, not only because it's cheaper to produce here, but we have a lot of overseas uh, projects come to Australia because we've got quality crew who are prepared to work. But if you, um, you, know, if you stick a camera essentially at customs and have a show like Border Security, which is regularly in the top 10 mm, and has right. to be infinitely cheaper to make than Blue Healers. <laughs> Border Security won the ratings last week in Melbourne. Won the ratings. Yep. yep. Doesn't that say a lot for a hometown? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless Melbourne. So, that, uh, that was the news segment. <laughs> box cutters. Box cutters, box cutters, box cutters. And how was that one, Brad? 
Uh, Are you going to put that one in next week? Yes. It's yeah. almost as good as this one. Box cuts, 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 cuts. Advertising. Brett Cropley. Buy this. Uh, I've uh, caught a few things over the week. Um, <laughs> I, say, I tend to see a lot of uh, late night TV, which uh, can work against you some, in some ways. Um, so, you know... I. Uh, I won't go into it now, but you know. You, is that why you have you, the word Danos you, tattooed on your arm? Seen hundred Danos is my dad living. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, your information infomercials, and I was I was knocked out when I because I was overseas when the infomercials came to Australia. I came back, so I, I left. I, I was away for like three years, so I left, and they were showing like the late late movie, the late 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 movie, the late 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 movie. I used to love that. Yep, and then Danger Man at four o'clock. Yes, <laughs> and then the Thunderbirds. Um, and I came back, and they're just showing these half-hour commercials. I couldn't believe, and and you know, such an a, an abrogation of responsibility. Is that the word I'm looking for? I'm looking it up. That uh, that the networks are doing, and I was really angry at it basically i don't think that i don't think that people that have a broadcast license if they can't actually make actually fill up the time with proper content and not just advertising then they shouldn't have broadcast licenses they should have it taken away from them now this is a this is actually a government position the government should take a position on content and there's there has been deregulation in content mm-hmm. but Sorry, I'm drinking some fizzy drink and little burps are coming out. <laughs> That's why I've had these ridiculous pauses. Mm-hmm. Just sharing with us. Yeah. Yep. Not necessarily the pause that refreshes. Uh, so it, deregulation of the networks happened in the early 90s. That was a Hawke government initiative, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no good reason for it. All we end up getting is more ads. There is no limit to how much a television station can, uh, can show advertising, which in some ways is fair enough and some ways it isn't. By regulating the amount of advertising the television station can show, you are limiting their uh, competitiveness in the marketplace which is fine, right? That's, that's a given. Yeah. But couldn't they charge more for advertising if there was less advertising in the shows? Couldn't they charge more for advertising uh, if advertising was only between these particular hours? So they want to be a 24-hour station, which is Channel 9 was the first Australian 24-hour station, mm-hmm. and the only thing that they showed was movies late at night. Uh, and then as stations... More, more stations went 24 hours, they realised they didn't have enough content. Now, here are people willing to pay for entire half-hour shows that the networks can get around by saying, well, it's kind of entertainment and it's kind of a commercial. So, no, there's no really, regulation. it's not entertainment at all. No. I mean, it, no. you know, it is the first it's time you see it. It's an infomercial. No, well, Informa- it, it's not. It's not edutainment. And it's not. Anytime Dan- Danny Bonaduce, anytime Danny Bonaduce is on television, <laughs> that's entertainment. I, I didn't the Mega Memory guy go to the jail? Yes, he did. Yes, 
He did because yeah. he remembered too much, I believe. <laughs> he remembered to take too much into his pocket or something like that. I don't know. I could be done for international defamation now. But I think he did. Hey, he was over here at my very local. He was working with uh, Ian Terps. Terpy. He was working with Terps for a mm. while. Oh, bless you, Terps. Yeah, the, uh, the golf sets. Is he still alive? Terps? Yeah. Yes. I have seen him for a long time. <laughs> Not since those infomercials. And, you know, he'd usually pop up from time to time. You'd see him. Didn't he, uh, didn't he, he get there. Didn't he get done last year for that uh, impotence spray up the nose? Schmozzle? Isn't that ugly Dave Gray? No, no, no. Ugly Dave Gray was also advertising <laughs> impotence stuff, but Ian Terpy got done for it. Uh, I don't know how and I don't know why. And I don't think it's worth researching. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe he's in jail too. That's why we haven't seen him. Yes. So, so um, is, the, is that your big rant about advertising? Or you, is there more? That's, that's just off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Although oh, that's it's off on topic. topic. Yeah. Um, no, don't, don't, don't. a particular late night uh, favourite of mine, which isn't an infomercial. Um, I'll get onto the 1900 or is that what the number is? The old 0055. Yeah, yeah, the 1900 uh, now. At some, some later stage. But sensible funerals. <laughs> <laughs> As, as opposed to ridiculous funerals. <laughs> uh, this is a great, great commercial. Um, uh, production values are sparkling. Uh, you've got this kind of dingy bilo supermarket kind of looking aisle. Guy with the trolley going down <laughs> the aisle. With the shelves just packed out with plain, pretty much plain brown boxes. Um, and, and like they pick up a few and they have like printouts pasted on them as as the labels for them uh with stuff like funeral notices and coffins as as the expenses for the funerals <laughs> chucking them in the trolley there you go and, and you know they're talking about this is this is what all funeral homes have to deal with and then, and then they reach up a little bit higher and pick down a couple more put them in the trolley you see what the labels are there overheads and profits and apparently uh sensible funerals uh, don't don't take so much out for the overheads and the profits. Is that which I guess is why their their ads are so cheaply produced. Looking, how do they how do they cut down on the overheads? Do they not bury you but just put you in the bin? Like what? <laughs> what are they doing? Cardboard to- coffins. Uh, maybe they don't actually have an office. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they're just the little men. The TV. I would maybe they live in the TV there and they're doing the ads live. (laughs) That's why they can't get decent production values in the TV. I would much rather. I mean, couldn't couldn't they have sensible funerals? We bury the competition, or (laughs) sensible funerals, we bury our prices. Oh, that reminds me on on the topic going back a couple of segments on the Green Guide letters. I couldn't, but I was so I was so sad that he didn't go. uh, Maybe the program is too close to reality. I thought he was going to. Say maybe the program cuts too close to the bone, oh, being the medical show. That would be good. I've I've also got uh, sensible funerals. You won't get burnt <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to. So so we we fade out on that uh, commercial. So okay, <laughs> buy a sensible funeral. A um, couple more ads, and this was probably during Dave or something uh, on Monday night, late Monday night. Um, we really have nothing else to do with our lives. At the end of the bracket, we've got another sensible funerals ad. Is, is there actually a technical term for that? Start of the bracket, end of the bracket of the ads? Uh, yeah, they're... Uh, top and tailors? Yeah, yeah, top and tail or, uh, or bookends. Where suddenly it's become Keith Russell sensible funeral. Oh, 
who's uh, and and we have what one would assume is Keith there in front of camera, just talking to you, me, everyone, um, about how great sensible funerals are, and uh, it's a good idea to pay for your funeral now. Um, but it's it's complete, like whatever the message was that he was trying to get across was completely overshadowed by this this condition that he has where he's just manically blinking. <laughs> <laughs> like he's doing three blinks a second. <laughs> it's nuts. Keep an eye out for it. Sensible funerals. Uh, Google them. <laughs> we'll try and put a... Are we going to get a blog up for this? We should... I, you know what? I, I was playing around with WordPress today and mm-hmm. uh, checking that out as a blog concept. I think we will have a block up, which is great because then the three of us... As we uh, as we go through the week and get upset at things, we can just write about it instantly, get it off our chest, so that uh, we're not shouting into the microphone constantly. Yes. Uh, moving on, nice bit of uh, mainstream advertising from Safeway, the fresh food people about their the the only supermarket chain apparently that you can buy fresh Australian baby corn from. That's what they claim. I thought you were going to say babies. <laughs> But, uh, you know, you've got the, the uh, Safeway quantity surveyor out in the fields with the farmer and uh, feeling so, so nice and warm and fuzzy about it. And he's got his arm around the farmer and a lovely little bit of homophobia about from the farmer. Okay, get your arm. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 730. Really? <laughs> yes. This is from a man yeah, who makes baby arm. corn for a living. <laughs> yes. Which, you know, as far as farming goes, I think it's probably the gayest t- kind of farming you can have. Now, I'm not sure what uh, Safeway are, are uh, wanting to tell that, that particular demographic <laughs> out there. Um, and the... <laughs> the uh, no, I'll, I'll actually leave that for, uh, for Raywatch. All right. Uh, Ross, your comments about ads... Done. I was, I was just going to say uh, the uh, with the um, sensible funerals. That's actually a bit of a uh, change for funeral advertising. It used to be more like uh, tampon advertising, where you know they couldn't actually mention what the product was in any way, shape. They or They would form. just be pouring a, a, a barrel of blue liquid into the coffin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a couple of shots of flowers, that sort of thing. Some nice music, and then yeah, there's there is a degree of uh, of fear mongering that goes with funeral advertising as well, especially the whole pay for your funeral now. Mm. But I think that uh, that tends to be more during daytime advertising uh, when the older people are generally up and watching TV. You know, you might get more kind of, um, you're going to die. Who's going to pay for your funeral ads during Carrie Ann Kennelly? Yes, yes. As They'll just leave your body in the gutter. <laughs> as an insomniac, I know that uh, the, the late night ads can be very, very convincing. And uh, I think like that's why... Or the, the 1900 numbers. No, more the uh, more the infomercials and uh, and also things like the uh, the funeral ads as well, where you just go, yes, yes, I should pay for my funeral now. <laughs> I should. I mean, I'm young. Yeah. But I. You don't need fifty years of interest on that money. I drive. <laughs> I could die tomorrow. <laughs> I'll pay for my funeral now, and then you call them, but it's the middle of the night, so there's no one there to take your money. Uh, did you want to go into into Ray Watch? Brett, uh, uh, you did mention that earlier. Yeah, um, sure. Why not? All right, let's let's go straight into right it. Or are you ready to press a button? Yeah. All right, press the button. Box Yes, you are listening to Box Oh, 
My finger was just slightly slow there. Um, we've we've got to get a better system for this. This is box. Yes, yes. Well, once once we're on the radio, then we'll actually have a little drop down of our own. Couldn't we? Uh, firstly, wishful thinking, and secondly, uh, Winamp. Can't we use Winamp instead? Does that have that functionality? Uh, yeah, you can just, just if you just track? double click on it, uh, it'll it'll just play that one. Maybe I'll have to look into it. Let's look into that. Show. We've got a. How strange that another podcast has just gone into talking about technology. <laughs> Unheard of. Raywatch. Raywatch is... Uh, shall we explain it? Yes. Yes, explain it. I don't know what it is. Raywatch And I wrote is... the plan for the show. It's not on the plan for the show. You know the strange thing, though? I actually came up with the term Raywatch before I even thought of the connection with Baywatch. And I think Ross and I have both just gone, (laughs) there was a connection. (laughs) Raywatch is... uh, No, but good on you. A critical eye. Good on you, Brett. A critical eye. No, thanks for turning up. At uh, the current affairs portion of the box uh, in Melbourne, around some of Australia. Um, Named after our champion, Ray Martin. He's a a good bloke and a superstar. Yeah, that's right. God, he doesn't... if it wasn't Freddie Maguire, we'd have lots more Ray, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, I've never so, seen them in the same room. Oh. oh. When we get that but blog then, up, when we got that <laughs> blog up, I've got this great photo of a very pissed Eddie Maguire that we'll have to put up there. Well, that's really going to be by this Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. And we'll have an address for you. Email us. We'll send you the address. Yeah, or... Uh, or Box, theboxcutters at gmail.com. Or in the meantime... Uh, I'll put it all up on littlerunningbear.com or sealfair.com. I'll put it up on both. That's littlerunningbear.com little running or sealfair.com. Mm-hmm. In fact, go to sealfair because Little Running Bear's a bit ugly at the moment. Mm. Sealfair.com. Fair with a U, not an I. Yeah, no one spells it with an I, Brett. Only arborists. <laughs> there could be confusion. Anyway, Ray Martin. Confusion. Ray um, Martin. So, so, we've got to put a picture know, of Ray Martin up on the site as well, so people not in Australia they can see his hair. His hair and that diastema, that marvellous, fantastic, sparkling diastema. Yeah, he should really get that fixed. <laughs> Do you know what the diastema is? No. It's the gap no. between his front teeth. Oh. You learn something every I day. I do. You know what? My housemate's sister is a dentist, uh-huh. and if she listens to this, which I doubt, she'll be quite disappointed that I didn't know that. Uh. <laughs> anyway, it's a, a critical eye at uh, the current affairs part of the industry, particularly the tabloid uh, current affairs show. You're today, tonight, you're uh, a current affair. And what's Channel 10's one? Uh, Channel 10 News. Oh, the, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but Is it still called uh, Eyewitness News? Yeah, yes. Yeah, first at five, I think. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm going to the Green Guide. <laughs> um, but uh, I... I I do want to kind of just chuck in that uh, Late Line is the, the most awesome current affairs show I've ever seen, and uh, you should tune into it every Isn't that hosted by Tony Eastley? Is it Tony Eastley? Eastley. Eastley. Yeah, maybe. It's See, Tony someone. Don't like him. I dig him. Don't like him. I, don't like him on AM, and I don't like him on, on Late Line. AM is a radio is program. Eastley? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, do you want me to fill? Ross, would you like to fill in the meantime? <laughs> We're both looking things Is up. Is it Tony the, Squires? No, it's not Tony Squires. 
<gasps> oh, it's not in here. No, it's not Tony Eastley. It's Tony something else. Maybe uh, viewers could Tony email Price. us. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's the email address, Ross? Um, boxcutters at gmail.com. It's the, the boxcutters. Sorry, the boxcutters at gmail.com. What is it? The boxcutters at gmail.com. What is it? The boxcutters at gmail.com. All right. Given that, uh, 7.30 report's not too bad either. 7.30 report I, is good. I, Four I just, corners. I find it a bit hard to deal with uh, with Kerry's seven-inch ears. <laughs> they do get bigger every year. <laughs> They're amazingly big. Um, the one thing on Raywatch uh, tonight is, today, whenever you're listening to it, is um, the Today Tonight uh, story, which they were advertising on uh, Monday and Tuesday for the Tuesday night show, uh, which was about the big story of how everyone in Australia is going dance crazy. <laughs> They're going dance crazy. Does this include me and Ross? <laughs> it's a cutting expose. Yes, I, I think they had footage of you. <laughs> yes. I, I think crazy. I saw you there back in the corner, uh, which is, you know, just shot cross-promotion of Channel 10 because Dancing with the Stars was starting back uh, right after Today Tonight then. Ah. You know what else I saw tonight? They had as a... Today they has a ad had as a news item um, during their 11 o'clock news. A new diet? No, no. They actually had... Um, Footage from last night's Dancing with the Stars <laughs> as a news item. <laughs> what? This was on the news? This was on the news. And, um, what like, what, you what know, was the wasn't, footage? What was the story? Uh, I don't know. I just tuned in right at the end, but it was just saying, and here she is dancing up a storm. And they cut straight to the footage. Can, who is that bloke who hosts Dancing with the Stars with the... Daryl Summers. <laughs> Daryl Summers. No, no. Oh, the, the bloke, bloke standing next to him. There's a bloke? Yes, she's in a pretty dress. Oh, oh yes. <gasps> she okay, let's, let's go Dancing one. with the Stars. Right, Ray Watch is shut. We're now going into Dancing with the Stars. Because, yes, I saw her out... I, I, because it ran over, of course, and uh, I hadn't reprogrammed my video cassette. So, uh, so you just watched it, taping, it anyway. It was taping all sides. I thought I would suffer for our art. Um, and it was taping All Saints rather than Last Man Standing. Wasn't uh, a bad All Saints episode. It got episode. the last 10 minutes of uh, Dancing with the Stars, which was just coming in on Dawn Fraser. Yes, oh, listeners. You might know Dawn Fraser as a, uh, as a champion swimmer. She's a champion the, swimmer. Uh, 1956 Olympics, 1960 mm-hmm. Olympics, and 1964 Olympics, 1968 Olympics. She won lots of gold medals. She, she did win lots and lots and lots of gold medals. Did she also steal the flag? In Japan or China? That's You know what? There's a, a story there that's ringing a bell. Yeah. And... I, I don't know her. if that was... I'm pretty sure it was her. I don't know if that was Dawn Fraser or Herb Elliott. Maybe, yeah. Uh, no, it was definitely a chick. <laughs> Maybe Dawn could email us. Yeah. The Boxcutters. The Boxcutters at gmail.com. Uh, so, so it's, it's got your... Can, sorry. I've never really watched on that, Dancing with on the Stars. On that note, yep. Dancing with the Stars has two hours of airtime and still ran 15 minutes over. Just wanted to point that out. Go on. Um, so, so I come in, uh, I guess 10 minutes before the end, maybe 15 minutes before the end. And, um, uh, we've got the bio on Dawn. She's, she's standing next to a pool in a tracksuit and, uh, long, nice tracking shots going around catching the reflections, catching the sun coming through the windows, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, she's, she's talking about how, how proud she is to be an Australian and to be on Dancing with the Stars and actually said that if she... If she could win 
this series of Dancing with the Stars, that'd be as good as winning an Olympics gold medal. I don't understand. I'm not from this country. I don't understand what you are saying. All the gold medals that she she won for the swimming, she would give them up if she could That's win That's the this most series. embarrassing <laughs> thing as an Australian that I've ever heard in my... The only <laughs> thing that we value higher than people dying in wars are gold medals. Exactly. How dare she? <laughs> I know. Oh. Oh, I'm leaving. So we come back from the <laughs> so we come back from the bio, and uh, she's there with her partner, and she's just about to. Um, <laughs> Josh, you can't hear me from out there. You can't hear me from out there. There's a problem. I so so she's I just there wanted to make the partner, storm out seem as real as possible. She's there with her partner, and she's uh, all ready to do a waltz. Yes, um, I assume that that it, can can you guys fill me in on the format? Was was this the first week? I assume it was because today's said that Australia was going dance crazy. Yes, it yes. was the first week. I've never seen it in previous seasons. Ah, uh, what do you want to know? I'm not a, does, I'm not a huge fan. Does everybody fan, dance every episode? They do a different dance. They have a different style to dance each week. Yes, and I thought that every week they had a specific style that they had to dance. So I thought. Like, last night was supposed to be the rumba, and next week is supposed to be the salsa, and the week after is supposed to be the spinach dip. I, <laughs> they all sound like condiments to me. <laughs> I thought that was a bit later in the series. I thought at the oh. start, they just, while they still had all the people who really weren't that talented dancers, they just did whatever dances that they could. Right. Sweet. So, so Dawny's doing a, uh, a waltz with mm-hmm. Gordon, I think. It was um, Gordon Elliott. They never really. No, he was. He was. Oh, the there's only one star and one professional dancer. Yes, that's right. Yes, the one that uh, it actually after the dance, Daryl asked him a question and and didn't put the mic towards him. So <laughs> <laughs> he gave him the answer, but you didn't actually hear it. <laughs> Twenty-five gold logies, and that's the quality. So. They're all there ready to uh, to do the waltz. And um, the song that they've chosen, I've still called Australia Home. <gasps> oh, now, that's... I actually heard this before I saw it. So I, I got home late and, and was uh, just, you know, making some toast and, and I had it on the background. Um, I had to go in, rewind. Have a look, but it actually sounded. It sounds so much like it's it's canned applause in there. Like every every fifteen seconds, there was another little bit of. Oh, really? And it, it sounded far too big for in the studio. It sounded like stadium applause. <laughs> like that. No, no cheering, just just oh. kind of big golf clap. That's so weird. It was so weird, and and hurrah, she didn't trip over as she <laughs> turned that time. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, that Still Call Australia Home has just reminded me briefly, and then we'll go into another Channel 7 show because Channel 7 are paying for our lunch. Uh, I don't know, we've done nothing but talk about Channel 7 shows today. Mm-hmm. I was at the uh, Channel 9 Shane Warne Boxing Day breakfast last year, mm-hmm. which uh, was Channel 9's attempt at doing something like what used to be called the North Melbourne Grand Final Breakfast and is now just called like the a champagne Grand Final Breakfast. Type thing. Yeah, or, you know, you get you know, terribly poached eggs and with some kind of yellow thing that's supposed to be hollandaise sauce and, uh, and, uh, cricket, cricket players get up there and, you know, rag on somebody. It's kind of like a roast, mm-hmm. but not really a roast. And people are trying to be funny, but then they realize that they're sports people and 
<laughs> They're not paid for that. It, no, it causes it causes problems. Yep. Anyway, after this breakfast thing had finished going to air, and there's nothing that makes better television than people eating. <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, with a nice tracking shot with the sun coming through the window. Oh, terrible. Anyway, that's the last time I have breakfast at Channel 9 as well. I'm saying now. <laughs> Next time I'll bring my own. Was it what down time? in Channel 7, that Channel 9 canteen down in Bendigo Street? <laughs> no, it, wasn't, it wasn't at the canteen in Bendigo Street. <laughs> but it was, all the food was from the canteen. I'm sure it was yeah. really just a, a whole lot of spring rolls. Mm-hmm. What were you doing at uh, Shane Warne Breakfast? I can't imagine a person less likely to be at a uh, Shane Warne Breakfast with the Stars. Uh, you know what? I knew I'd get a story out of it. <laughs> and here we are. And here we the are. Day has come. The, plus, I got, a, I got a hat. Next week, I'll, I'll, I'll wear the hat. We can take a photo and we'll put it on the blog. It'll be our first giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's my Shane Warne Foundation hat. Thank you very much. Which also, cause I think it's going to be a collector's item because I don't think there's going to be another Shane Warne Foundation <laughs> breakfast because Channel 9 has sacked him. <laughs> yes. uh, but after, after this is finished going to air, mm. uh, <laughs> the band has... Uh, has Started playing. It's Jeff Harvey leading. This it band. was not Jeff Harvey leading, oh, leading this band. Unfortunately, substandard. It was. It was quite disappointing. Wilbur Wilde. Uh, it was some. I don't know. It was some woman trying very hard to get Jackie people Love. excited. It wasn't Jackie Love? But oh. it was. You know what? If Jackie Love was like Saddam Hussein <laughs> and had to have doppelgangers walking around just in case people wanted to, you know, do something to her, this woman would be one of those. That that would be her role. Oh right, yes. Uh, singing a song called. Crickets in the air. Like crickets in the air. Crickets in the air. And all they had done is remove the words love is from the song and replace them with crickets. Every other word was exactly the same. I I don't know if I'm being foolish. And crickets in the air. It was just ridiculous, but definitely worth waking up at six o'clock in the morning for. (laughs) Now, but that's Channel 9, and clearly we shouldn't be talking about them because this show's all about Channel 7. So, we, okay. That was, that was how we actually got to that. I couldn't remember. Um, so, so they get through the canned applause and uh, get to the end, and it's, it's standing ovation. It looks like the studio holds about 25 people. That, that's how big the audience looked. Yeah, it, it doesn't. doesn't look particularly big. It doesn't look particularly big, does it? No. But everyone's on their feet because they're crying. It's It's... I'm still Australian. It's Peter Allen. <laughs> He's dead now. He's dead. It's our, he was... It's our first swimming legend. She's doing a waltz. Oh, for, for what is now the new Aussie gold. Mm. The Dancing mm. with the Stars trophy. Who, uh, who else did they have as stars? Well, I just caught the end. So, so, so you don't know. No. I think, I think no. Dicko. Dicko, yeah. Um, yep. That chick Buckley who was the, the hostess on Nikki, Star Wars Nikki Buckley. Buckley. Yep. Uh, Tanya Zaida. Who, who you is know what? who? I don't know what she's done, but she's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> so I saw the rundown at the end and like I wasn't sure who was the star and who was the, the one that didn't get the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I've had that problem before with Dancing with the Stars. It's terrible. I know someone who's been in the audience of Dancing with the Stars, so we'll... Uh, I'll I'll uh, ask him inside knowledge. Excellent, uh, Ross. You've been watching the Mall. I have indeed. The Amazing Game. <laughs> the Amazing Game, which actually is being hosted this season by uh, last time's Dancing with the Stars winner, last series winner, Tom Williamson. Tom the Chippy. Yes, who uh, was from um, such other shows as Room for Improvement and The Great Outdoors. Oh, I just had some breaking news that I, I didn't get to. 
bit of hot gas. Yes. Carl Summers, he's releasing an album. <gasps> I've heard about this. He's, There's he's a song. What's singing, the first song? I'm not sure if he's drumming. Oh, oh, oh. The first song is a Kylie song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? It's I Can't Get You Out of My Head or... No, it's not. Uh, we'll have that next week. All right. We'll see if we can get an MP3 of it yep. for next week. Yep. We'll play that. Screw APRA. We'll play that. <laughs> Sorry, The Mole, hosted by Tom Williams, Ross. Yeah, so The Mole's, um, the Mo- the mole's a reality show, probably more along the lines of, say, um, a Survivor or a Road Rules kind of reality show. Can Road I stop Rules. you there? Yeah. I really hate the term reality show. Oh, so do I. And it's so and, broad and expensive and, it's and not, means nothing. It's a game show. Yes. Big Brother is a game show. Yes. The Mole is a game show. The yes. Amazing Race is a game show. What's yes. a reality show? Uh, General MDA. Hospital. MDA. <laughs> no, well, that, um, that, 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 that ER thing that they had on the ABC. You know what's a reality show? Crime Stoppers. <laughs> the News? The News is oh, a reality motorway. show. The News is a reality motorway show. Motorway Patrol. <laughs> and anything with Marsha Hines. Well, yes, it's a, very, uh, it's a very broad and expansive kind of genre. But this, yes. is, this is definitely in the, in the sort of the uh, outdoor adventure uh, canon of those sort of game shows. Which but I like to call extreme game shows. Extreme game shows. Okay, um, yeah, and no, I look. I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm a big fan of the mole. Um, I think it's a great show, uh, but I think they've uh, Channel Seven have done some rather interesting things with this new series this year. Mm-hmm. Firstly, as you just mentioned, um, they're advertising it as the mole, the amazing game. <laughs> Clearly, trying to um, pick up some sort of audience from well, the, the amazing race. The early ads I, I saw was actually the amazing game, the mole. Yes, exactly. We're and over in New Zealand. The amazing game. <laughs> and I mean, they're both molly, great. Molly, molly. They're both great shows, but um, they're very, very different as far as these sort of shows go. Now, take us through the mole because I've I've seen one episode of it, and they had to do like ridiculous things in exchange for points, and then somebody. Pretty much. Is they, they just do, an idiot? or uh, Well, no, not exactly. They do a number of tasks um, for money uh, to be won at the end of the game show. And there's 12 contestants. Uh, and, that, yeah, mixture of mental and physical challenges, which basically means the producers get to torture them in whatever the ways they see fit. Nice one. And, um, yeah, the twist is that one of the actual 12 is the mole and is working against them. And so while they're all competing and trying to do their hardest to win the challenges, there's one person who's actively seeking to uh, to lose the money and make them screw up the challenges. And what's the mole's incentive? Well, in the past there hasn't been a mole incentive, but now in every uh, dollar that he makes them lose or every task they don't complete, the mole's actually getting that money this time. Ah, oh, see, that makes a lot more sense. Makes a lot more sense. And then what happens if the mole also wins the game? Uh, that, that can't that happen. That can't happen? No, no. What happens is every week at the end of the week, um, they all have to fill out a survey and um, whoever knows least about the mole is kicked off the show. Right. So knows least about the mole. So they have so to guess. They have to guess who the, the mole is. Uh, they are. They ask a, r- a range of questions, just basically pertaining to that episode. Saying, you know, just say um, they split into two groups, and one group went hiking, and one group went swimming. They would say, you know, was the mole in the hiking group or the swimming group? Is the mole male or female? And then is the mole? And then they go through all the different people and list them off. So is it? Mm-hmm. Are they all like fifty-fifty questions? No, they're usually uh, multiple choice of some sort. Some okay. 50-50, but yeah, usually. Yeah, male, female, other. Yeah. And this is on <laughs> Channel 7? Seven. Channel 7, 7.30 Thursday night. 
Um, so yeah, so but um, yeah, they uh, the choice to have Tom Williamson as host this time has apparently been quite controversial, and there's petitions circulating to get the former host Grant Bowler back as the current as the new host. Was he not sexy enough? No, well he's he's too busy hosting Border, Border Patrol. Security. Border ah. Security, yeah. Well, you, you well, know, which is winning the ratings. Yes. Yeah. Why would he go to the mall? I don't know. The amazing. <laughs> Grant Bowler, who uh, also appeared in All Saints. In he a, did. a guest role earlier this year. And he and was also in uh, Fine Australian Actor. He was also in Medivac and a couple of other yes, things. Yes, he was. He was the bald guy in Medivac. He was the bald guy, yes. <laughs> that's, that's all we know about it. He was the bald guy in Medivac, and now he hosts Border Security. Which is after. probably about as successful as an actor can get staying in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, if he played the drums as well, he could be hosting a dancing show. <laughs> um, yeah, and the other the other thing of interest I find with the uh, with the mole this year is it's the product placement. Um, the show has is product placed uh, with PlayStation Portable. Mm-hmm. Um, they the, have new a lot, the new PSP, the new PSP. Hottest thing out. And um, but this goes from your nano iPod. This goes even a little <laughs> but bit. You can only play. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, that's an in-joke between me and Brett. It should be brought up. Ross, go on. PSP. Um, PSP, but it's not just having the PSP involved in shots and the like. I think the entire look of the show has been designed by the people at PSP to try oh. and um, yeah, to try and get people interested in that. So, so it's a big Sony game show. I think so. Right down to, you know, the graphics and, yeah, just mm-hmm. generally the whole look of the show has, I think, been designed by PSP, which is quite interesting. And, of course, the other big product placement would be New Zealand. Um, Middle the fact Earth, that isn't it? Middle <laughs> Earth, yes. <laughs> now, tell me about this because this is... You were alluding to this at the beginning of, of your talk about the mole. There's... Uh, they go they, they go to New Zealand, but you said that's a problem with the with the show. Well, um, for some reason this year they've decided to uh, do the final elimination, which is where they answer all the questions and the person who knows least gets kicked off the show. They've decided to do that live and back in Australia, which seems like mm. a very odd decision to me. Um, it seems to be you know yeah making a rod for their own back, given that they have to then shoot an episode within a week, fly everybody back. And then have have the verdict live, and obviously they can't go on with shooting the show until they know who got kicked out of the previous. Why week. don't they just do it by satellite over there? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Cheaper. They wouldn't even have to do it by satellite. They could do it by internet. Yeah, you can do everything on the well, internet. Yeah. I know people who are like doing radio shows on the internet. <laughs> really? Radio. Yeah. Radio. I know. Oh my god! But yeah, there's there's where no do you reason- find them? Oh, there's, uh, you know what? I have no idea where this one's going to be. Is there somebody I could email? Where, yeah, you can uh, email <laughs> email theboxcutters at gmail.com. Gmail. They know a great one. Like, theboxcutters at gmail.com. Like a good boy? Like a G-M-A-L-E? No, G-M-A-I-L. Ah, oh, right. Okay. And also, if anybody wants a Gmail invite, I think we've got 100,000 between us. Send us an invite. Send, uh, send, send, us, an send email. us an email at the box cutters. <laughs> the box cutters at gmail. All right, that's our first giveaway. Yeah, get, <laughs> get yourself 10 Gmail invites. <laughs> They're worth money. The box cutters at gmail.com. So, I don't know why they, why they can't do it by satellite or. No, I have no idea. By the internet. Maybe because it's truly built like the PSP and it has some problems. 
<laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, there goes our first PSP giveaway. Uh, maybe. Um, I'm just asking the question. It, it doesn't add anything to the show? It certainly doesn't. In fact, I'd say it detracts from the show because um, part of the appeal of the mole is the slickness of it. And uh, a former host was much better at it, Grant Bowler. But, uh, you know, you've kind of got an espionage spy kind of feel to the show, uh, which doing it live just completely negates. Is there um, a human audience voting component? Uh, there is, but not directly. Not that affects the show at all. You, um, is you, it, do you want Grant Bowler back? Yeah, that's what the, <laughs> Vote now. No, no, no. You answer the same questions as the mole people and, um, I don't know, win a prize or something. Oh, PSP, probably. You yeah, can probably. Win, win a PSP or, uh, or a Gmail invitation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, personally, no, look, I think, um, yeah, as far as these reality shows go, I think the mole's quality. I think it's, uh, despite its problems uh, with the new series of the live the live eviction and all that kind of stuff, I think it's definitely worth getting onto. It's a great show. Have well, they got an audience, like, in, in the barn out the back for where the evictee goes? No, no, and it's actually it's quite funny. They um they shoot it. I assume it's in uh, Sydney, and they do it in front of one of those glass screens out onto the street. It might be where they do um oh, today the, or whatever. Can you see that the morning and, and the yeah. opera house. Uh, no, you can just see a bunch of idiots waving. Sunrise, generally. Sunrise, yes, of course. Um, today on NBC. So yeah, so they so they do it there, and then um, yeah, quite clunkily, uh, they get a, the person who's just been kicked out of the show to say a piece. Uh, to camera, which is probably happening more or less about now have they, in real time. And uh, Have they not learnt anything from Mark Burnett? No. No, they haven't at all. And then a, and then a security guard grabs them by the arm. <laughs> Played by Grant Bowler. <laughs> Played by Dave O'Neill. <laughs> leads them, leads them and just... And kind of pushes them out the door as if that's it. <laughs> they can't come back to Channel 7 ever again. <laughs> Well, Mark Burnett brings up uh, Rockstar in excess, but we've pretty much run out of time. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about Rockstar in excess okay. this week. Cool. I'm going to talk about it next week. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say I love it and I hate it at the same time. That should be intriguing enough for people to want to tune in next week. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, so a couple of things. That we didn't do Barry, Barry the Monkey. We'll be talking about Barry the Monkey next week. Yeah, we'll talk about Barry the Monkey next week. That's, uh, that's one of your ads. Something, something very uh, timely, uh, New Orleans uh, with the hurricane and stuff. It has been shitting me no end. Uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, it's New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. And Louisiana. It's, you know, you don't say Newcastle. You don't say Castle, Maine. You don't no. say Reservoir. No, you don't. You say Reservoir. Yes, exactly. And, it's, and it is New Orleans. New Orleans. And uh, uh, also, in our Here's to Absent Friends segment, just to take us out, Bob Denver did die this week. Little Buddy. Gilligan. Maynard from uh, Mm. The Many Loves of David Gillis. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) then Gilligan again, and Gilligan, and then Bob Denver pretending to be Gilligan, and then uh, Gilligan. Gilligan and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. It was no back to the beach. Oh yes, it was back to the beach. Yes. You're getting your Pee Wee Herman films mixed up. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Uh, so uh, here's to have some friends, Bob Denver, uh, Ross. You're a big fan of uh, of Gilligan's Island. Uh, no, actually, I'm not a fan at all. Really? No, you were I, talking uh, about it earlier. It was I a was, torturing device was. as a child. It was, but um, no, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big fan of Gilligan's Island. I have to say, although I did quite like the um, Gilligan's Island meets the Harlem Globetrotters. As a, as a good cross-promotion. That is, that did the is Globetrotters a great... win the match? 
I can't did even the, remember. Did the professor make a <laughs> basketball court? <laughs> I'm sure he would have with coconut rings and mm. the like. But uh, there were there were rings that they had to like play with a coconut basketball or something. <laughs> it was, but the rings were were made out of uh, like palm fronds and mm. were the stuff. Uh, were the Washington generals stuck on Gilligan's Island? As no, well, no, no it was it was actually uh, versus a Gilligan's Island team of the professor. Uh, the and pref- well. Or Mary people Anne from because they opened up a resort on Gilligan's Island. When and in this is in the telly movies. Oh, okay. in the Gilligan's Island telly movies. Anyway, Harlem Globetrotters was a, a great episode. Also, the early epi- if you can get your hands on some of the early episodes of Gilligan's Island, where it wasn't just the formulaic. Originally, it was called Gilligan's Castaways, I believe. Not when it went to air. Ah, oh, okay. The pilot may have been. The pilot was called Gilligan's Castaways, and then. The original was the when it went here. It was renamed Gilligan's Island. If you can get your hands on some early episodes where they weren't just formulaic, oh we we're saved, oh we're not. Uh, those episodes are some pretty good TV watching. Were they black and white? They were black and white. The first yeah. series of Gilligan's Island was but black Gilligan's and white. Gilligan's Island's okay, but Get Smart's much better. Oh yeah, and the black and white ones are those where Barbara Feldon's actually quite freaking Hot. sexy. <laughs> Hot. Uh, and also, just while we're talking about Sherwood Schwartz TV shows, <laughs> clearly, Bob Denver, not enough conversation there. Uh, <laughs> sorry, here's to have some friends. We loved you, Bob, but you're gone. Uh, Sherwood Schwartz, who I think is still alive, ridiculously. Uh, the first episode of The Brady Bunch mm-hmm. was in black and white, and they reshot it in colour. They reshot it? They reshot it in colour, wow. scene for scene. Bit like uh, Gus Van Sant and Psycho. Yeah, well, yeah. Sherwood Schwartz did that earlier and did it with his own work, yeah. and uh, and uh, with a lot more success. Or uh, nobody calls him a genius, do they? No. George's first dad in Seinfeld. They reshot all the bits with. Uh, was. Yes, they did. Yeah, Seinfeld's it wasn't, uh, father. It, it they changed wasn't, actors. It wasn't- wasn't Stiller. Jerry Stiller, were, uh, apparently the original actor they had. I believe the story is he wasn't funny enough, and they actually went and reshot them. But when you watch the uh, repeats at Channel Ten show, they show the old, the old episodes with the old George's father. Yes. So in the uh, when George crashes the or gets the car all crashed up uh, in the handicapped parking spot, um, yeah, it's oh. it's a different father. It's not Jerry Stiller. And. On topic with that, Arrested Development. Yes. The uh, Job's girlfriend slash live-in partner at Gob. the beginning of Job. Gob. <laughs> Love that. That's so funny. <laughs> A guy called Gob. <laughs> she named Gob! Uh, she was replaced after the first two episodes that she was in. Uh, and she was a lot sexier. The than one that he was... Uh, engaged to yes. Ah. Oh, curious. Well, I was, I was going to go the Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Louis Dreyfus uh, has been in there. Also, I think Henry Winkler. This, I'm talking about yes. what they're up to in the states. Henry Winkler has been in there, and he's left Henry Winkler now. Is, Chachi's in. I heard just today. Uh, he has not been in. He has not been in an episode in the second season, and third season Who? hasn't gone to air yet. Scott Bayo. I read this breaking news just today. Oh, maybe maybe he's filming an episode now. Yeah. The good news is that Arrested Development is coming back for a third season. <laughs> and but Ross is going, what? There was more than four episodes? <laughs> yeah. Are we ever going to see it on TV here, do you think? Uh, we are seeing it now on the Comedy Channel. Comedy Channel has it every night at 8 o'clock, but only the first season. 
But what about for us plebs who don't have cable? Come over to my house. <laughs> I have found them all on my hard drive. I, I don't lucky. know. You can also it, buy the first season. If you don't know what of Development is, uh, we might talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because we're out of time, aren't we? We are out of time. This has been Box Cutters, episode one. Box Cutters. And uh, you found us wherever you found us. A little bit uh, of this action. Box Cutters. For information between now and then. Sealfair.com will let you know where to go. Theboxcutters at gmail.com. <laughs>